0: Hi, I'm TJ. And I am Joseph. And this is Hi-Fi. So, Joe, what's the show about?
1: Well, you brought up to me that we hadn't podcast together in a while, so you wanted to discuss technology yeah
0: it's been a very long time and, and we 've never really had a show about technology before and i've had i've actually tried to start one in fits and starts. You actually did some shows about technology, but I think yes that's kind of our passion, both of us and we 've always felt like this space is very well um, uh, saturated and so I think we personally i've just sh- kind of shied away from it, but i'm you know I'm, I'm thinking what the heck let's do it
1: well it is still saturated
0: but no, it's, the difference it's, it's more is now, saturated than ever
1: but at this point i kind of realized you know it, the, the more saturated it gets we're hearing the same voices year in and year out and they're never going to stop and give us a chance so i want to get on here man I'm yeah for, yeah
0: yeah. well I'm i mean not, you know i can't
1: wait till i'm dead or they're dead first so <laughs> that i can get on the air and talk about technologies
0: right i'm not well, gonna I wait mean, for john
1: Syracuse's retirement.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, and and on the one hand, my thought was also, who needs two more nerdy white guys talking about tech? But like, I mean, I can't help what I'm passionate about, right? So, and that's what I love. So, (laughs) so yeah, so I mean, this show really... I, I think we, we call it hi-fi, and it doesn't always have to be about Apple and about tech and about stuff like that, but I think that's primarily what it'll be about. And certainly today, um, you kind of wanted to delay, and I said, no, let's let's do it, because we had an Apple event today, and we're going to release our podcast into a sea of podcasts about the Apple event, I think. But that's, I think that's fine. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I really want to talk about the Apple event. Let's
1: do it, because this is, this is the week to talk about an Apple event.
0: Before we talk about that, I, I thought that we might, and I, I meant to put this in the show notes, I thought we might talk about kind of our our perspectives on where we're coming from, what our current tech stack is, and, and then we can kind of talk about the Apple event and what we're excited about. Oh, I would love to
1: do that. Well, I could begin. I've been using Apple products since 1993. I was, I think, about seven and a half when my parents got one for us to use for homeschooling. They didn't know the first thing about computers, and somebody at Best Buy Sold them on a Macintosh Quadra, and I don't
0: even know what that is.
1: I broke it. I I restored it and broke it again so many countless times, and it was a blast. And later, after the Mac, all you know, all the people in general were using PCs, including my my friends. They they were all using the PCs and enjoying bootleg copies of computer games, and said, "You need to get on this bandwagon." So I had a PC in the late nineties, but I wasn't a huge fan, but that is where I made my entryway into Adobe Photoshop and learned graphic design. And then meanwhile, my brother got another Mac and we started video editing together with his Mac. So we started producing videos while in high school and that allowed us to make a little bit of money making some videos, uh, doing some
0: roughly what year was this?
1: This would have been the end of the nineties that we made our first videos that we were able to make commercially so
0: so still on classic mac OS
1: yes, well, the yes, right before aqua, and then when aqua came along, we actually got some Mac pros. It was a golden era for our video production. really enjoyed those all. it was really fun. I got the cheese grater, oh you know, oh yeah have yeah, some yeah. cheese and crackers in the afternoon. It was great
0: <laughs> then. <laughs>
1: I, I, I couldn't afford iPods, but I sure lusted after them. And then I eventually got a few. And then I was super hesitant about getting into smartphones and the iPhone originally because I knew it was going to be all-consuming and change our lives. And I was afraid because <laughs> I really liked dummy phones. I liked you know flipping it open and just making calls and putting it away. And I didn't want to carry one more thing in my pocket. So only when... I was convinced I'd be happy with the iPhone doubling as my iPod and not having to carry around two devices. I made the switch over to the iPhone 4. That was my first phone from Apple because I was confident I wouldn't have to carry an iPod and a phone to get everything done I wanted.
0: I didn't know this about you, Joe.
1: I, yeah, I was nervous because I didn't want that much technology in my pocket. And then... I've, I've been on the bandwagon ever since, but I've used PCs, you know, I've used Adobe graphic design and video products for years to do my career. I've dabbled with Final Cut Pro and Motion 5, made a few documentaries and worked on all kinds of other videos for YouTube. I started a YouTube show back in 2011, and I think it was because of that, that you approached me earlier on to do a podcast. You want to take it away from there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll I'll back up and start with my um, stuff. I grew up, uh, or at least in my teenage years, I lived on a farm. And um, toward the end of my tenure there, I was starting to realize I wanted to do some more nerdy things. Um, and so I got a PC because I didn't know, like I went to Walmart and got one because I didn't know any better. It had Windows XP, which I immediately somehow crashed. <laughs> it was early <laughs> in the days of Windows XP. Um This would have been around 2000, 2001. I think it must have been 2001. I think XP came out in 2001. Um, And it was very early days for Windows XP. Um, And so a friend of mine who actually worked and still works at Microsoft, and I still occasionally have contact with him, um, he got me set up with Windows 2000, um, which uh, I didn't know any better at the time. It was the... It, it it is the uh, Windows NT legacy, like that 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 pr- uh, line of Windows products. So it it's not the Windows ninety, you know, win, Windows nine X line of of Windows. Anyway, that's nerdy stuff. Um, and, <laughs> and so from there, after a couple of years, XP was good enough for me to upgrade to, and I was doing like um, I was I, I fancied myself a musician, and I was doing some recording of my terrible guitar playing and things like that. Um, so I, my my recording career was off to a start. Um, yeah, so that was um, that was kind of how I got into computers in the early two thousands. I didn't 2000s. know you dabbled
1: with electronic music, recording your guitar. Oh yeah,
0: well not electronic. It was acoustic, and I was recording it with a microphone. Um, but yes, I, I did. That was how I started recording multi track tracks. I used a program called MX Tracks, <laughs> which uh, is I, I suppose in some ways like Logic, but in other ways not very much like Logic at all. Which is what I use almost exclusively now. Um, I was introduced to the Macintosh computer through my now wife, then my girlfriend. Um, and uh, I bought my first uh, PowerBook. It was a PowerBook G4. It was right after the Titanium PowerBook had been phased out. I got an aluminum PowerBook G4. And have well, that's not true. I have looked back um, <laughs> for a long time. Did not look back. In 2005, I uh, got a job at a film company which is entirely Mac-based, um, and started learning the ropes and got very proficient in Final Cut Pro Classic, Final Cut Pro, not this new stuff that they call Final Cut Pro. Mm, um, yeah. And so I, I definitely have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about that because even now I've used a lot. I've used a lot the newer Final Cut Pro, but it is not the same product. It is not as capable in many ways. Even still. I didn't um, know you were and- still
1: a Final Cut 7 snob.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I. There are things about Final Cut that were bad. Don't get me wrong about classic Final Cut. Um, I didn't. I do not miss the. Oh my gosh! The the app just disappeared out from front of my mouse, and I don't know when the last time I hit Command S was. I don't miss that. No. no. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, there's a lot of ways in which it worked that even now the newer Final Cut. And and part of me is like, is it is it because of, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Is am I just getting old, <laughs> or or is it really? And I think it really is. It's just not as capable as as the older Final Cut Pro. This uh, this magnetic timeline business – I'm off on a tangent. Just give me a second. This magnetic <laughs> timeline business, it's, it's cool. It's a cool idea, but when you get down to it, it's just not as capable. You can't do as many things with it. And you learn to use the track forward and track back select tools in a way that the magnetic timeline becomes a moot point anyway in, in classic Final Cut. So anyway, I'm a big Final Cut, classic Final Cut snob. You say Final Cut 7. I started back on I think Final Cut f- – no, I know it was. It was Final Cut 4. Um, and that's, that's how I cut my teeth. And of course, when we, when I uh, left the film company, it was final cut seven and just final cut 10 had just come out and we had not switched to it. And then I had to leave the film company for various reasons. And I jumped into my career as a software developer, which, which I had been doing on the side. And then I just made that my main gig. And now I am a full-time software developer at Happy Cog. Um, and, uh, that's what I do. Um, and I, um, I have mostly been a Mac guy even after that. Uh, I'd say two or three years – about uh, about three years ago, I I was pretty frustrated with Apple, and I built a Hackintosh, which also doubles as a Windows computer um, you know, that I, u- I still use as my main computer all the time. I'm primarily using Catalina right now. Um, it does boot Windows, and believe it or not, for some of my work projects, I do have to use Windows to uh, write C Sharp. Oh, good Um I'm, I'm, I'm primarily a PHP guy, but um, – and that stack runs just as well on Windows as it does on macOS, and I us- usually run it on macOS. But uh, for C sharp and uh, for the specific stuff that we do, um, you you could write C sharp on Mac, but for the specific stuff that we do, it requires Windows. So um, even still, I do a lot of work in Windows. Um, not a lot. I'd say maybe twenty percent of the work that I do is in Windows.
1: I do like to look at whatever the PC is up to. I've been really intrigued with Chromebooks, but. Mm. At my heart, I bleed six colors and I <laughs> have had PCs. I've used them for professional work and personal use. I don't know what Apple would have to do to convince me to abandon ship because of something, something that really deeply disturbed me that I wanted to destroy them for. Uh, it would, t- it would t- take a lot to get me there.
0: We're probably not going to talk about it today, but I'm sure we will in a very soon future show. My frustr, my even still, my frustrations with Apple—they're different than what they were when I was losing faith. Um, and I, I am actually on the way back more. I've never completely left the ecosystem, but I'm on the way back into the full ecosystem. Um, I jump shipped from iPhone. Uh, so this is interesting. You didn't get an iPhone to iPhone 4. I no. got the original iPhone the day it launched. I was a Verizon customer, and I was a little disappointed. I'm like, I know Verizon has a better network, but I want the iPhone, and so I switched to AT&T. And let me tell you, it was, AT&T was truly awful in those days. It is there's, – there's not a lot of difference between AT&T and Verizon now. It does depend a little on where you're at, but in general – they're both bad, <laughs> and I've been very happy on T-Mobile these days. But right. in any event, um, yeah, T-Mobile's gotten so good. And it's, I think, in, in most ways, not not in rural areas, but in, in anywhere you have coverage, it is by far and away better than Verizon or
1: ATT. Glad you like them because I've been using them for seven years, and you're right. It can be rough if you don't have coverage, but when you've got coverage, T-Mobile's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and anyway, so I got the very first iPhone that, on launch day. I went, and this is a funny story, I went and I waited in line. And I had instructions from my boss at the time at the film company to please buy him one if I was able to. Um, (laughs) And then he would, of course, compensate me. And so I went and I stood in line at the AT&T store. At the time, the only Apple store near me was uh, quite a ways away up in Green Hills. And I lived way out in uh, a place called Lyles. Uh, Don't be creepy. And um, I don't live there now, so it wouldn't find me there anyway. And – and uh so i st- I stood in line at our local at and t store, and I found out they only had twenty five phones at this a t and t store, <laughs> and they found that out very quickly because I stood in line, and then they started coming to the line going, "We're out of phones oh and so um but and I said, "But where can I go to get one?" And they said, "Well, I heard that this store down in Lawrenceburg um has a few they I believe their stock is fifteen. Lawrenceburg was, I want to say, oh boy, um, I want to say it's about an hour and a half from that AT&T store, which I immediately jumped in my car and drove. I thought you were going to say
1: you headed to an AT&T store.
0: Yes, AT&T store in Lawrenceburg. What did I say?
1: Oh, I I thought what you were saying is that you went to an Apple store, but you went to an AT&T store.
0: No, I went to another AT&T store in Lawrenceburg, and um, they had... They had, they still had, I think, eight phones left, and so I bought two, one for me and one for my boss, and that's oh, how I got the incredible. original iPhone. Yeah, I got the original iPhone on launch day by driving an hour and a half after I had already driven a little ways to the AT&T store in Franklin that did not have uh, any stock by the time I got there. So I was – that's how into Apple I am and was, um, and I bought every other phone until the iPhone 6S. Um I was very happy with the 3GS. My favorite by far phone that I've, Apple, iPhone that I've ever had is the 4S. Um, by by far and away the best phone that I've ever had of Apple's. Uh, just a gorgeous design. Um, still love the flat sides. It felt like it belonged in your hand. The 5S yeah, was okay. Loved it. The the 6S has not been my favorite phone. And funny story. So I switched to Android for a couple years. I was very happy with the Pixel Two XL. Um and then the camera stopped working, but it didn't just stop working. It it will crash the camera app every time you try to launch it, which you can use other apps to get to the front-facing camera, but you cannot get to the front-facing camera through the native camera app. And so my best guess is that the the shutter is stuck on the the um on the f- the physical, you know, camera in the back. And it's not, I only had the phone I think for <laughs> 2 years, and it was a great phone until then. Um and so then in the meantime, we had switched my wife from an iPhone to a pixel three and she's on her second one now. And it's also the, the pixel for her has not been a great phone. And so that's been a frustrating experience. I didn't oh. want to do another pixel. The pixel four did not wow me. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm over this not edge to edge screen stuff. So I got a one plus seven T, which was a great phone. No, no question. One of the best phones I've ever had really loved it. Um, I got angry at it and threw it on the ground. No, I I dropped it. <laughs> on the ground uh three four weeks ago do you remember when that was i I messaged you about it you
1: loved her so much you wanted no one else to have her
0: (sighs) that's right so um yeah i i I pulled it out of my pocket i was checking something i was getting ready to go on a run i started my my app to go on a run i slipped it into my pocket but i missed and then not only did i miss i caught the corner which made it throw like it was just a bad confluence of events and at first, like, I could see a hairline crack, but everything was still working, so I just proceeded to go on my run, and I thought, I'll deal with this when I get back. I pulled it out of my pocket to check it, and the screen wouldn't come on. Mm. <laughs> and but, but the internals are clearly, and even still, the internals are clearly still working. My, my music was still playing and my headset, so I just continued my run, and I got back. And I couldn't shut off my running app, <laughs> so I couldn't log that entire run. Um, I couldn't get to it because the screen just wouldn't come on. And I, could, I can press on the screen, and I can get it to flicker a little bit. So I may still get it fixed because I'd like to keep an Android phone around, but I have fallen back to my 6S, which I had a new battery put in uh, because the old battery was such that I would, um, I, after two hours, it'd be down from 100% to about 10%.
1: Yeah, 6S by now today's standards, is practically retro phoning.
0: Oh, it is. It For sure. It's still. It, there's times when it stutters and feels a little slow. And even with this new battery, it's a new factory battery. It's still, um, like if I go on a run, I'll, I'll I'll make sure it's charged at 100%. I keep it charged at my desk, which I don't like to do. But like this phone, the battery is so bad. I just have to keep it, even the new battery, I just have to keep it charged up. So I went on a run. I was at 100% when I got back. Uh, it was about a six-mile run. When I got back, I was at uh, 60%. So that's how bad the battery is. Anyway, I had planned to this fall get a phone. I just broke my – my, and I go back to iPhone, but I broke my, um, my OnePlus 7T a little too quickly. And so I'm waiting for them to announce new phones, which they didn't do today, Joe. I think that's the perfect segue. Ah,
1: oh, yes. Mega, we, mega sigh.
0: So so the Apple event, we knew I knew this was gonna happen. It was it was heavily rumored. I'm pretty sure Apple leaked it because they were worried about the reaction if they did an event without announcing the iPhone. So they leaked it a couple of weeks ago. I, I think they leaked it. Somebody certainly leaked it, that they were not gonna be announcing iPhones today. And I, I think we're we're in strange times, Joe. This whole event is strange just because it's not an in-person event. And so they have a little more latitude, I think.
1: I could understand them doing that and it's okay because it's affected it's trickled down to heck every company in the country right I, yes. I I'm disappointed I know everybody's disappointed but I've got to believe that if it's delayed it can't be delayed but I by too much, it's it maybe a month, maybe two. Um,
0: I, I think the 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 rumor is four to six weeks is, is how much it's delayed, and they just. I thought that before the the leak, I thought what they would do is they would announce it and then just say, "Well, it'll be shipping in four or six weeks." But apparently, it's delayed enough that they didn't feel comfortable announcing it today.
1: Right, um, they far prefer to announce things when they're real close to the release or just the same day that it's available. They can say you can make your pre order. You know, two days from, you know, tomorrow, you know, they do that kind of thing on a regular basis. It is so weird, though, not to have the announcement here in September. I can't remember the last. Have they ever mm, missed an iPhone announcement during September?
0: I think they've done October events before. Mm. Um, Here's here's what I imagine will happen. And then I think we can talk about the things they actually did announce. So here's what I imagine will happen. So we had the Apple Watch and the iPad updates today. I think when they're ready, they will have an event that one of two things will happen. It'll be either all iPhone, and it'll just be the iPhone, which which I can see them doing. iPhone is definitely their their flagship product at this point, right? It's their um, it's their bread and butter. It's their highest seller, and an event entirely um, just on the iPhone I think is feasible. But we do know. That they said, at least they said, and, and I think they could claim COVID and and you know, <laughs> Corona Tide, and it would be fine. But they said they were going to release a uh, Mac Silicon Mac this year. So I think they'll have an event sometime in October that will announce both the new iPhones and some new Mac. Now we can speculate on what that is, but we don't know at this time. All the, all we know is they said they're going to release a Max, uh, an Apple Silicon Mac, this fall. That's what they've said. So I think that's what will happen.
1: I think that'll be a great product, but I'm not in the market. But you want to talk about what they got to here at the beginning of the event? Start from top and work our way to the end?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, today they announced um, Apple Watch Series 6, Apple Watch SE, and then the uh, several things related to that and uh, a slew of new iPads, which we can talk about my frustrations, in a, I suppose, in a good way and also not in a good way with that. But we can start with the Apple Watch. Um, did you? Are you going to order one?
1: I don't think I'm going to because I'm still rocking my watch series four and it's a, a, in close proximity to features to the watch series SE. Uh, if uh, we can call it the watch series SE, I know it's at least watch. SE, watch I don't know Apple if it's series SE. in the name or not. Okay.
0: It's not serious. It's Apple watch SE. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I ordered a series six. I've never had an Apple watch before. Um, Excellent. I was, yeah, I, when i had so i was a little bit opposed to having this tech on my wrist when it was first announced and to be fair i don't think that it did much um honestly now the apple watch does so much stuff and so much stuff that i would want and primarily i think what i'm wanting out of a watch is the health um, well, two things. So, health and then kind of notifications on the go. Um, I'm definitely getting a cellular because, like, part of this is, um, and so that I don't do this with my phone ever again, throw it on the ground while I'm running. And then um, not I want to go. A,
1: yeah, any kind of internet and
0: cell connection. Exactly. So, I want to run uh, with just the watch and I want to be able to, to get important. Like, if my wife has like got an emergency, she can call me or text me and I can get it on my on my watch. Um, you know, or sometimes I go running and my wife has to be somewhere, and so the kids um, you know might be home by themselves which is which is fine because they're getting uh, on up there uh, but still I kind of have this thing where I want to know they, they need to be able to reach me yeah, so I want to watch uh, for those reasons uh, to be able to um, have the health tracking benefits and to go running without uh, without my phone and like sometimes I could see just going somewhere without my phone uh, because of the and, and especially like if you're one one thing I've never liked about the phone um, is mm-hmm. it's it's become an important part of our lives. But when you're out on a like like say when I'm out on a date with my wife or right. I'm having lunch with somebody, I might want to be able to just glance and see is this thing important? Nope, I can continue with my thing. And pulling out your phone really feels like you are intruding intrusive. into yeah. it's intrusive into your conversation, into your life. Whereas a quick glance at your at your watch, and you can make it so that it's just not even like I've, I've done this with my current watch, which is a terrible watch. It's a fit uh, not no it's a uh fossil sport uh it's a terrible watch but it does at least give me notifications and i can kind of glance and go oh "Oh, yeah yeah. important and most of the time they're not important um so that's kind of what i want out of a watch so so they've they've announced the series 6 and the se and based on the i did a comparison and i went ahead and got the series 6 um because it has you know the blood pulse oximeter um, and uh, several sensors and things and, you know, more battery life and always on screen, which I may or may not use. So I went ahead and, and splurged. I've never had an Apple watch before. So what well, do you think I did the right thing?
1: Yeah, I think you did because these age really well, but they also update so much year over year mm-hmm. in this particular year. It doesn't seem like the series six got a lot of things under the hood that don't relate to uh, the health but I'm guessing it does perform a lot better. They, I think they did say something like 40% better and that that's great. That's great news. The watch series five was already substantially improved with a better always on screen. Then this one has a brighter, always on screen. I I wouldn't want to live without that. If I had the option between this and the SE, when I got the watch series Four, it was the best that they had to offer then. And I, I want my watches to last me a good three years then I, I could also see where you're going with it. You'll probably do the same thing, wouldn't you think?
0: Well, yeah, that was part of my thing with getting the best that Apple has to offer. I mean, I didn't get the best cause I'm not paying like $1,500 for a watch or the gold, whatever. I got the aluminum.
1: <laughs> not, not to <laughs> exercise in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I I got the series six and I expect to have it for four years. Like you know, um, yeah. Even good choice. so, even before I switched to Android, when I had the 6S, even though the 6S is not my favorite phone that Apple's ever made by far, once my contract was over on that phone, uh, I didn't see a need to upgrade, and so I kept it for at least another year before I got another phone.
1: And mm-hmm. I, I can
0: definitely see doing that with the watch as long as it's performing well. Um, I'm not. I've never been like you know. There's some people who buy their John Gruber famously, he talks about what an idiot he is uh, for lovably, you know, obviously, for for buying a new phone every year. And of course, he has reasons to do that. He talks to the tech and he needs to know about these things. but but still, I've just never felt the drive when my tech is working to um, sure, I feel it a little bit, but like I until I started work at Happy Cog, for instance, my MacBook Pro was a two thousand and fifteen model, and uh, here it is two thousand and twenty, and I'm it's fine. <laughs> you know if i if I didn't yeah. have my my work MacBook Pro, I'd be totally fine with my uh, my 2015 MacBook Pro. Of course, there's also the keyboard issues after the 2015 model that I wasn't excited about. But you know, it's a it's a fine computer, and I felt the same way about my phones. Like I would not, um, I would not have upgraded from the Pixel Two XL if it hadn't if the camera hadn't stopped working, which is a big part of <laughs> who knew that our phones had become so important to us in that way. You know, back when the iPhone first came out and they had that crappy camera on it, but. Now it is I <laughs> yeah. I haven't taken a picture with another camera in years. And so having a camera not work on my phone was just a non-starter for me. So yep, that's it would a huge do it for deal me too. Yeah. So so yeah, um so as far as the watch goes, the uh, you know, I don't I don't see a big, you know, Apple always tempts us with their new features, but I'm not I'm not planning to upgrade it anytime soon once I get it. So And you know, I paid uh, close to seven hundred dollars when I got the Milanese loop and everything with it. So
1: I I don't want to spend that
0: kind of money again. I didn't know that they were
1: selling the Milanese loops, but you got the Milanese. You're you're sure it's the Milanese? The like uh, sort of like chain mill in micro scale looking loop. Yeah. Excellent. Um,
0: I Now you, you've made me think now did I get the wrong one like is does it not for the Apple Watch Series 6 I don't know I might have to send it back It
1: probably is a Series 6 but I didn't realize they still had the Milanese loop it probably would be oh, yeah it's
0: right that out there, there on is. the website
1: excellent yeah. that I would want, be uh, so, what, my first choice
0: One thing that I'm going to miss is on my – and maybe I can find this third party for a lot less money. But um, so on my um, uh, Fossil Sport, it actually looks really nice um, with the link bracelet. And so that's primarily what I wear it with, mostly because it's also Mm. very difficult to change bands on – You know, the Apple Watch is much better about changing bands. It's very difficult to change bands on my Fossil Sport, and so I mostly just wear it with the link bracelet. Oh, and it okay. looks really nice and it's classy and dressy and I can go out on a, you know, to on Sunday or out to eat with my wife or something and it looks classy. And I wanted to get a link bracelet for the Apple Watch, but my goodness, they want the blood of my firstborn for that thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was it was I it was like 300 and something dollars for the link bracelet, just for the link bracelet. I'm like, "No, I'm not doing that." So maybe I, I can find a third party. Than
1: that for Apple. Wow.
0: No, that's on Apple's website. So Oh, I'll, I'll, you
1: were talking about the link bracelet from Apple. Okay, I thought you were talking about Melanese. Yeah.
0: No, the Melanese is expensive enough. It was I was like I was balking a little bit at that. It was 100 dollars mm-hmm. Right. Um and and so Apple definitely is making money on their bands. Um I'll find and throw a link to their uh to their bands in the show notes. Uh, by the way, um show notes will be at nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash one for this episode.
1: I am really excited about the what is it called? The woven yarn uh, band the, in, in multiple colors. I love the look and feel on the blue, but I'm also interested in charcoal and in the product red. I, th- I believe they're calling it product red to go along with the product red model of the watch. It, it just looks so good. And I, I'm not sure how it's going to fit if I, if I get it sized wrong because throughout the year in the summertime, your arm swells just enough that a, one size fits all kind of band would get a bit uncomfortable and then maybe in the winter it could be a little bit loose. So I want to do a try on at an Apple store eventually when we can do that sort of thing again. But <laughs> yeah. I see uh, at least one of these in my future. I think my wife may also like that as well. I'm really impressed with the new finishes as well for the Watch Series 6, the the blue finish and the red finish because You know, the black and white seemed to be my only go-to options. I wasn't going to get a yellow gold or a rose gold finish. Did you say which finish you got?
0: Uh, I got the space gray or the space black, whatever they call it. I'm definitely – most of the time – I've I've deviated from this occasionally, but most of the time when I get tech, if there is a dark option, I get dark, which is interesting because I prefer my user interface is light, but I prefer my hardware dark. I'm an I'm an odd developer in that way because most developers like they have all these dark themes on their on their IDEs and their code editors and things and I'm very much light theme.
1: Interesting. Yeah, cuz I I'm a dark guy myself. I have everything in night mode right now. Oh, so interesting f-
0: thing that I've been doing recently is I've set all my devices to auto switch to dark um, interfaces at night. Um, and as long as it's not too harsh. So what I think what really hurts my eyes is when it's a very dark background and a very white, bright text. And if you have less contrast, which I'm blessed with good eyes so I can do that. Um, and at least in that way, I have to wear glasses, but, uh, if you have a less contrast, I think it hurts my eyes less when it's in dark mode. So it's, I think that's what it is, is when, when it's in dark mode and the contrast between your very bright text and your very dark backgrounds is too much, it it tends to hurt my eyes.
1: Mm, Yeah. I going back to the event though itself, I was really surprised by how quickly they got into the iPhone or the Apple watch. But before that, they had a little update kind of highlighting current events in 2020 and then talked about how it's saving people's lives. The Apple Watch has really been beneficial in making a difference in people's lives. You were saying that you're interested in some of the health features and tracking those things. Are you especially interested in more of the activity side of the health features or are you thinking about the health for preventative measures as well? Do, Do you foresee in the you know, in you the middle of your life, taking advantage of the health tracking as well, or is it really more about the fitness? Because for me, um, the fitness tracking is great.
0: It's mostly about the fitness at this time in my life. However, um, I'm interested in all aspects of health. Um, I have had a little bit higher blood pressure than I should because I've had a little mm. more weight than I should because of various things, and so I, I've gotten very serious about taking charge of my health. Okay, and um, I think the Apple Watch is going to help me. It's with the that. way to go.
1: Yeah, I have started using one of the apps called Sleep Cycle on my watch, so that I don't have to wake up my wife with the phone alarm or another mm. kind of alarm in the room. It just gives you a gentle vibration in the watch on the wrist in a window of time that presumably you could be more awake uh, or closer to alert in your sleep so it gives it 30 minutes worth of time to say in this window of time is joseph in a deep sleep or in a light sleep well right now it looks like he's in a light sleep so we'll wake him up now and that has been working really well in the series four so i think that that would just work really good whatever if you got into sleep tracking uh, that would be a great use.
0: I actually have been tracking my sleep for quite some time. I've, um, and in fact, I used to track it with my, um, fossil sport watch. The integration, um, with Apple, the Apple iPhone and the fossil sport watch is not nearly as strong as it was with Android. So I'm, I'm actually just tracking mm. on back on the phone only now, which is what I used to do before I got my Android phone. Um, I'm using an app called, um, I've used this, uh, sleep better. Um, and it, if you put it – like I put it right under my pillow just sticking out a little bit so I can hear the uh, my timed audiobook or podcast as I fall asleep and the timer shuts it off. Um, but then it also detects if you're in lighter or, or deep sleep and uh, will then wake you within that 30-minute window. So I've been doing that for quite some time. I do miss the uh, – having the alarm be buzzing on my wrist so that it's not waking anybody else up, although that's not really an issue for me because I wake up uh, later than my wife almost always. Um, hmm. So – I'm not a I'm not an early riser.
1: So on the on the event then itself, they got into the Fitness Plus uh, shortly after talking about the the physical uh, styles of the Watch Series 6 and the introduction of the SE. And the, it, this was an interesting part because this had been well rumored that they were going to add all these features for exercise, training, coaching, teaching, do a workout through the watch that is specifically part of the Fitness Plus program. Then you can watch it on your uh, iPhone or your iPad at the same time at the gym, put it up on the treadmill or the elliptical. Uh, Here's where it gets complicated for me because I I just don't see this being practical for a lot of us that want to do a variety at the gym and they want us to do some cardio in the room with a yoga mat and you know get on the floor to do uh, some things grab a few free weights and maybe some dancing where where do we put our phone and how can how well can we see it while we're doing the workout it's not like we got music stands at the gym and can put up our you know phones and ipads on the music stands to follow along
0: (laughs) So, my wife actually has been doing this for some time with her phone, not obviously not with Apple uh, Plus uh, or whatever they call the Apple Fitness Plus. Um, but you know, she does it with other training programs and she has mats that she lays out on the, on our living room floor and she'll just put the phone on the floor or she has a little stand that she'll set it up in depending on what kind of workout she's doing. That, that works pretty well for her. And with the Apple fitness plus program, I may or may not get into that. We'll see. I, I've done programs off and on, uh, in order to get started running, I, I did a, a six week training program through Runkeeper, which was great. It got me really going. I haven't needed it in quite some time and I'm, I'm up to six and seven miles just on my own. Um, most of that running now, so um, yeah, I may or may not be interested in doing that. I'm, you know, I, I definitely would like to go to the next level at some point. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I, I, I don't see that too much of an issue. Mm. Maybe a little bit. We'll see.
1: I do love the fitness apps. I, I do have a membership with the Fitbot app, which was originally recommended on, I believe, Cortex by CGB Grey, mm. and because he gave it such a sterling endorsement, that it was exactly what he wanted. I had tried several membership-based apps on my iPad and my iPhone before doing workouts at home and at the gym, and I gave up on them. And so I went out and checked uh, FitBod, used it at my gym, and it's been great ever since. I, I, I can't imagine getting away from it just because it presents plenty of options for free weights and machines and cardio machines and uh, everything else. So I, I really love the mixture and I would hate to lose all the variety if I went to something like fit, Fitness Plus.
0: Well, in what way would you be losing variety? Because I think they have a variety of workouts.
1: They have a great variety of workouts and it's not... It seems like Apple Watch in general emphasizes the cardio and then the... Uh, because of that and because the fitness tracking works best with the cardio, the so far the Fitness Plus... Workouts are mainly around that. So I wrote down a list, but they include things like yoga, cycling, dancing, treadmill, rowing, and they even go into cool downs as part of the workout. Mm -hmm. That's all great, but I want to do some like real free weights on a bench and get over to the machines and...
0: I okay. So I having used um, other things, other apps, and you know, with the fossil sport watch and stuff. I did some weight training. I'm not currently doing that. I need to get back into that. But um, I would be shocked if there wasn't a way to do that with Apple Fitness, something or other. Um,
1: Maybe, but I didn't see it in the marketing production today. So in in the um, in their demo, they talked about the various kinds of exercises that are available on day one, and. I hope that they do get around to all the other options available to us at the gym, just having a machine at home. If you wanted to do some cardio, but also had a, you know, a combo machine at home, that would be much better. And and so I am not saying that I, my eyes are glued to my iPhone while I'm doing a workout at the gym so much as I'm just listening to what they tell me. Okay. Now that you're done doing this set of this exercise on the bench, go over here and do this other thing with a machine. And then after that, go over there and use the stair stepper and because it's able to do a mixture, I'm not necessarily watching the video for the workout, but it is giving me a lot more options for the workout.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm a little more optimistic. I think for for what they're doing here.
1: Good. Um good.
0: Yeah. But I I've been, I'm to also it. like, it's gonna like I'm I'm a subscriber to Runkeeper. I've been very happy with it. Um, and so for running, like, and if that's what I'm doing, I don't know that that's gonna pull me away from Runkeeper, but. We'll see. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to. And one thing Apple does, and and one thing Apple has been good at, um, eh, to varying degrees. Let, let's say that they can be good at it, <laughs> um, because I don't know that they're as good at it as Google, for instance. But, but this progressive enhancement, where they start with a seed of an idea. I mean, certainly they did this with the iPhone, right? Where they started with a seed of an idea. The original iPhone didn't even have copy and paste, Joseph. It, it was, it was such a seed of an idea that needed to sprout and grow. And look where we're at now. Like, so they can definitely do that. If they're if they have enough motivation and they're interested in the product, they will get it where it needs to be. Um, look even look at the Apple Watch. I mean, I just was not interested in the Apple Watch when it first came out. And now it's like, I can't believe I've gone this long without it. And one of my regrets when I went to Android was I was just on the verge of thinking, eh, maybe the Apple Watch. Um, would be nice. And then I went to Android and it's like, well, I guess can't do that because they don't let the Apple watch stand alone. And, and this is, this is part of honestly, what's winning me back to Apple is, um, despite all my issues, which many of them still exist, uh, Apple's getting better at some of them. Um, but, but nobody does the ecosystem the way Apple does, and certainly nobody's making a watch anywhere near as good as what Apple's no. making right yeah. now. There's just <laughs> it's nobody. Great. Whereas I can say tr- definitively my OnePlus 7T was on par with the iPhone experience in most ways, and in some ways exceeded it. Obviously, they have some, you know, they're ahead in some ways and behind in others, but it's generally on the same level, right?
1: Yeah, that's super Th- good. There,
0: there's nothing. There's nothing. I've looked high and low. There is just no watch. Like, I suppose the Samsung, st- I've never, I'm not a Samsung Samsung fan and I don't like them as a company. So I never had it, but I suppose the Samsung watch stuff may come close from what I understand, but even that from my research just doesn't hold a candle to what Apple's doing with their watch stuff.
1: Hmm. Awesome. Well, I I'm really happy to see the future of fitness plus, because I do love the deep integration with the iPad as well as the phone and the watch. So if it does incorporate a lot more variety, then that's perfect for me. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a funny thing because when you're at the gym and you got the watch, you feel like this is enough that I could do my entire workout with just the watch and leave my phone in the car or leave it at home even like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But I do need to use the FitBot app on my phone in order to get by with those workouts. So if there's a way (laughs) that FitBot can continue to compete by getting all of their features over to the watch, which I doubt they'll be able to do then I would continue using apps like theirs in the future. But I kind of think that Fitness Plus is going to catch up with them if they're not already virtually on par.
0: I, I think it's Apple is so focused on health with the, with their stuff. I mean, that is one of their big focuses, and right, rightly so. I'm like, that's, and that's another drawback to the Apple ecosystem for me. Um, and so, yeah, I think they're so focused on that. There's no way it can't get better and exceed everything else. Yeah. I think this 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 is a perfect segue, though, into because when they first announced it and they said it's nine ninety nine, I think that's what they said, right? Nine ninety nine for the fitness plus. Yes, they did. Um and I thought, oh jeez, well I'm already paying ninety nine nine ninety nine for Runkeeper and like I don't know if I want to put my eggs in that basket yet. But then they announced something that's interesting to me because I'm already an Apple TV Plus subscriber. Um, right. I'm already an Apple Music subscriber. I already pay for more iCloud storage space because their their uh, offering without paying for it is is pitiful. Um and so I'm already probably paying them this this money a month for i for Apple One, which is what they announced right is the bundle. Right. Um and that will include uh fitness plus. So the bundle is interesting to me.
1: Yeah, well it came in three tiers and so you're thinking about the premier package?
0: Uh probably the f- Oh, I was going to say probably the family but I guess oh it looks like fitness plus is only in the premier package. Those those sneaky little uh okay, that just changed things a little bit.
1: So yeah, I've been mulling over so this stingy for a couple with of their hours. Money. Yeah. I feel the same way. So this is tricky because y- while you're able to get a combo package of various related features from Apple, you cannot pick and choose. So it's pretty great mm. if you're content with the, f- the features that are most likely with the majority of the market wants. So on the individual, you got the music, TV Plus, Arcade, and iCloud. But you know what's kind of funny? Is that for the iCloud, they only get 50 gigabytes. Like, wait a minute, what individual only needs 50 gigabytes unless this is maybe like a 13-year-old. And even then, with all the pictures and video, are you kidding me? Like, that's hilarious, Apple. What were you thinking, 50 gigabytes?
0: This definitely gets into my complaint areas with Apple. And, and part of what I was so frustrated, not only part, but part of what I was so frustrated with Apple about, um, when I switched to Android, Google was begging, just practically begging me to use storage space. Here, look, all this free storage space. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Apple, it feels like they're like, yeah, here's – we're really excited to have you as a customer. Here's two gigabytes or five gigabytes or whatever the initial iCloud is for free. And it's like you can't even back up a modern iPhone to that without – like you just can't do it. <laughs> it's just it, – the, the first backup is going to go, uh, we don't have space for that. Um, and, and it's just it's just outrageous that that this premier company, this company that sells you $1,000 and $1,200 phones will then on top of that say now um, – Pay up every month for a little bit more storage space so you can back up this $1,200 phone. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just outrageous, Joe.
1: Now, presently, <laughs> I am ridiculous. paying for uh, iCloud. I think it's the 2 terabytes. It's $10 a month, and I'm really happy with that. For a while, I was getting the 200 gigabytes a month, but then when I added my children to the family and my mm-hmm. wife and her photo library came with her, that was, you know, glad to have the photos and the videos into the family so I needed to upgrade to the two terabyte tier. It just, it's not going to happen. I cannot make even the family tier for Apple One work. So the family tier, $20 a month, you get the Apple Music, Apple TV+, Plus, the Arcade, and iCloud. But the storage is only up to 200 gigabytes. And, you know, that is still just too small. That is still... Too small for the individual. So I could understand a 500 gigabyte, maybe. What do you think the baseline should be? Because I think it could even be a terabyte.
0: The The baseline for the individual should be 200 gigabytes. The family should be a terabyte, and the Premiere should be three terabytes. No, th- 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 those just seem like no-brainers in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and look, like I said, my, my biggest beef, if they were selling budget phones, this would make complete sense. But they're not. They're already they're already the richest company in the world selling you phones for the most money in the world. And there's a reason we pay good money for these phones because they're good phones. They're good app they're good watches. They're good computers. But at the same time, it feels like not only are they charging us a arm and a leg in the blood of our firstborn for these uh these devices, but then on top of that, they want you to buy all this stuff that they should be including. Like every like it's just, and again, this is, and this is where that that um, you know the checks and balances of of uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to anger some people, but the checks and balances of capitalism is you don't like it, you don't pay for it, right? And and obviously, apparently, I'm willing to put up with it because I'm coming back, but it still just angers me. It's like you you are a very rich company, and you are uh, charging a lot for these devices. I'm happy to pay it but i'm 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 feeling a little chafed by this uh thirty dollars a month in order to play pay to play every month and it's just it's just frustrating yeah. Joe
1: but here is the good news so I did break down my bill presently I'm giving Apple ten dollars a month for iCloud, another fifteen for the family music, a five dollars a month for the arcade, which you know I turn off and on again depending on what the releases are and if the whole family's interested in using arcade that month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we got the TV plus the same scenario. If there's something on there, we want to check out we'll subscribe again and then we'll cancel it later at the moment though. I'm giving them $35 a month for these four. So, so in contrast, it makes no,
0: it, yeah, I mean, you can go to the premier plan and save money.
1: Exactly. Premier plan, save $5 a month plus get the, uh, the news. Pl- okay. Is it really, am I ever going to open up the news app? I don't know. No, I will never open it up. And (laughs) going back to FitBot, I am using FitBot and it is $60 a year out of pocket or $10 a month if you want to go pay monthly. Yeah. 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 So again, if the fitness plus app can do everything that we hope and dream of, then this is a great no brainer because it's $30 a month for the entire family. So my wife could take advantage of that. My daughter would. Wow i'm hoping that that works out
0: yeah i mean i probably will go to the premiere plan but i'm gonna hate it I, I need to calculate how much i'm giving apple right now because i'm I'm doing the 200 gigabyte iCloud plan that's two something a month i'm doing apple apple music for the family at, is that 16 or am i thinking a spot for the family i, I believe
1: it's 1495 so there you go $14.
0: 1495 um i'm doing apple tv plus so there's another whatever that is and it, Apple TV Plus is worth it a, a, just for um, for all mankind. Uh, but there's also C, which is great. Um, there's a couple other shows I haven't gotten around to, but I want to check out. Apple TV Plus is really great. I was very surprised.
1: Yeah, I we've been sure enjoying what, Ted Lasso a whole lot, and I, I don't <laughs> recommend it for families because there is just a lot of language. But in terms well, that's of that's been quality, Apple TV so w- far, right? Yeah. It has been. So my wife and I, it's our guilty pleasure. We're enjoying Ted Lasso right now. Yeah. And so I, I'm happy to pay five dollars a month to get that. And you know, and now that you mention For All Mankind, I had watched The Pilot, but I need to go back and check out the rest of the series.
0: Oh, you've not watched Oh my gosh, Joe. I'm not Joe, caught up. you must watch For All Mankind. It is a phenomenal show. Phenomenal.
1: I believe I would love it. So
0: yes, I, it is I think it I is I amazing. It's amazing. Um it's one of my favorite shows of twenty twenty, no question at all. Or I guess to 2019 is that when it started. Anyway, it's just my favorite recent show. It, it really mm-hmm. is that good. Um, so the okay, one more thing, and then we need to move on to the iPad arcade. Um, I'm if I've, if I had it, I might check it out now and again. But let me let me tell you something, Joe. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I probably won't use arcade?
1: Uh you don't. You have two left thumbs.
0: No, it doesn't have y- Mario. You get motion sick. Nintendo has Mario Apple doesn't and the the primary thing that I'm interested in gaming is Mario games I mean once in a while I'll play something else and it's fine but like I want Mario I want uh, Super Mario Brothers I want Super Mario Brothers 2 I want Super Mario Brothers 3 I want Super Mario World I want uh, Super Mario 3D World I want new Super Mario Brothers I want Super Mario Odyssey that's what I care about in gaming (laughs) Like, I don't care about much else
1: You and Uh, I are kindred spirits when it comes to the video gaming. Right now, I've been (laughs) thinking about the 35th anniversary of Mario. uh, It's practically his 35th birthday. I'm 35. Mario's 35. uh, Back to the Future's 35.
0: Transformers (laughs) is 35. Can you see
1: all good things happened in uh, 1985? Yes, yes,
0: they, they absolutely did.
1: So I I feel the same way. I'm nostalgic. They're re-releasing some of their old games. I want to uh, check out the 3D All-Stars with my wife and kids. They've never played them,
0: so it's going to happen. Okay. Um, 3D All-Stars. I'm trying to make sure that my son's not listening outside the door here. I ordered that, um, and it is coming, so come on up to my place sometime and we'll play it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I've actually, I've played Super Mario um, 64, but not very much. Um, I was not, we, I did not ever have a Nintendo 64. So I'm looking forward to that. I know it's an aged game at this point, um, but it was, it was a game changer. And, I've – my opinion on 3D 3D Mario has waffled but uh, here and there, but I really, really enjoyed Odyssey. It's really, truly the first 3D Mario game that I felt was a game-changer in terms of 3D Mario. And I've enjoyed Super Mario 3D World and and things of that ilk, but – and I really enjoyed Mario Kart, which is, of course, all in 3D space after – since Super Mario Kart 64 or whatever. I can't remember what they called that, but – Anyway, we have, we have veered (laughs) that all that to say, um, that is our commentary
1: on the Apple arcade.
0: (laughs) I'm probably not going to play Apple arcade stuff much because, um, it's not, we're just too busy with Mario. Now, maybe, maybe I don't see this happening, but maybe Nintendo would bring a first class Mario game to arcade, but I kind of doubt it.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's in the cards.
0: I don't think so either. And they're too much like Apple in that way. They want to control the whole thing. The whole widget, so
1: but we'll always have Mario Kart tour, so I'm very grateful I've, for that. You
0: know, I haven't played that, I probably should. Um, we I could for nearly a while make I was a whole really...
1: episode about Mario Kart two, tour, that'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: My you know, wife and I, I enjoy I, it all the time. I haven't played it in a while, but for a while, I I, I definitely enjoyed Super Mario Run uh, or Mario Run, whatever they called it, on yep. iPhone and then Android. Um, I just haven't played it in a while. Uh, I I would I'll I'll go and fits and fits and starts on that, but it's it does not scratch the itch for playing a real Mario game.
1: We should just have a whole episode dedicated to the the nerdy video games. Definitely, um, definitely. But iPads. moving on to the iPad, I wanted to t- say uh, when we touched down on iPad. Are we do you want to go through the regular iPad or do we want to cut to the chase? Because there are some things about the iPad that are just not uninteresting to me, but there's a whole lot of things that are well compelling to I too.
0: there's a specific thing I want to talk about. So I guess we can just mention that the iPad and the I iP- well the iPad was updated. Okay, so well okay. What's back up? What's back up? Apple's uh naming scheme for their iPads, like many of their things, but especially for their iPads is cr- banana pants crazy. It is, I don't understand what any of the words mean anymore. (laughs) It's just, okay, the iPad is apparently the budget thing, and the iPad Air, which you would think by its name is not the budget thing, but you would think by its name that it is. But the iPad's the budget thing. The iPad Air is the real thing. And then the iPad Pro is in some ways not as good as as the new iPad Air, but in some ways it is better. But in some ways the iPad Air is better. And I I just like – words what apple <sighs> come on what do they mean man i did <laughs> I explain it to understand. my wife
1: I, I was she was asking me what, what are all the updates because she was out with my sister this afternoon and didn't she missed the live event so i was like okay well you got the ipad mini right and so it's the smallest to largest and it's oh, okay. you know
0: did, did they update the ipad mini
1: they didn't at the present time so i uh, know okay. a lot of people were hoping and dreaming that it would get a new device you know uh, body style look a little bit more like the pro get the the flat edges and that would be great um now the the current ipad mini though is still a really good one and that is what my wife has and i i used that before her it still feels really fast and a light in the hand and you know what you're just not thinking about those bezels so much on the ipad mini because it's already the <sighs> smallest of the ipads
0: but that just makes it, it worse right because the bezels are cutting into prime real estate i'm I'm just it so frustrated does. that this this yes. this is the hallmark of Tim Cook's Apple is you never let a product 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 leave the line until it is reviled and hated and that's that is not good for Apple's brand Joe Apple's brand is premier and pro and and premium and what Tim Cook has done to the brand I believe in many ways like from from the keyboard to leaving products in the in the line too long to you name it I feel like one you know I think Apple uh, Tim Cook is not all bad but but one thing that he's done is he has uh, he he has dragged the brand down a little bit in 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 those ways. Sure. And it's frustrating. Are you, are you thinking at
1: so. all about the iPod touch cuz they're still selling that? <laughs>
0: <sighs> yes, that's part of my issue. That thing should be gone. It is it is a piece of garbage and it, it's old and they haven't updated it in years. But okay, so, so back to the iPad. So the iPad still has a home button, which makes a lot less sense on an iPad device than it does on a phone, which you're going to easily be able to get to the – but you got to reach out and find the button. And like I really enjoyed on my iPad Pro not having that button. It just doesn't make sense on the iPad. And there's already enough about the iPad Pro that still assumes an orientation that I never use it in that frust, that's frustrating. But then again, having the button on the side, like just the, the button needs to go, Joe. It needs to go, and and I'm frustrated that there's still iPads <laughs> being sold that have the button.
1: Really and truly. You didn't, I didn't know you had such strong feelings about the home button on the
0: iPad. Okay. Well, Joe, this is me. I have strong feelings about a lot of things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I was an early adopter with the iPad and all along, I've been much more comfortable personally with the home button on these devices than on the phones. So when the iPhone X came out with Face ID... I couldn't stand the forehead. I don't like the notch at the top of the screen. So yeah. I, I I nearly boycotted the iPhone 10 and waited and hoped mm-hmm. and prayed that they would come out with something better the next year, but they didn't. And so then I caved and I got the iPhone XS because I really liked Face ID. But when it comes to my iPads, I have had the I've had an iPad every year then with uh, i skipped the first generation of the ipad pros now i'm using an ipad pro from this year and i really i really love it and like you said part of it is that the home screen button and gone it feels so much better and the contours in this device are much better than the iphone really and the earlier versions of the ipad
0: well, so the iPad the iPad Pro started a design trend that I believe is going to trickle to the iPhones. We saw it trickle to the iPad Air, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, a a very iPhone four iPhone five inspired design, which I love. That is that is still my favorite industrial design that Apple has done, and yeah. I love it on the iPad Pro. I loved it on the iPhones, um, and I'm I'm like I said, I'm hoping it returns to the iPhone this year. Uh, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I really love this industrial design. And um, I've, I love the iPad Pro. I got the the larger iPad Pro. I love it with the keyboard cover uh, or the key, the yeah. um, I got the they eleven inch, the, Magi- the Magic keyboard. Yeah, the the eleven inch. I I could probably live with it just fine, but I just I wanted the better keyboard experience. So um, I I really love it. It is a great device. I don't do this often, but when I sit down to write, just writing, um, it it's a great device for that. Um, yeah. Now, what's frustrating is the iPad Pro has, like, three or four cameras on it. I don't remember. I never, ever, 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 ever use them. I'm not one of those people who takes pictures of my (laughs) iPad because that's gross. (laughs) Who would do that? Um, Although I'm sure it's a better camera than what's in my iPhone 6S, so maybe I should think about it. But um, I do occasionally use the front-facing camera, but even that's frustrating because I never use it in a portrait orientation, and it's on the side. It makes me look weird when I'm using it for video calls, and if you turn it in portrait to get the camera on on top then you're ca- then you're um in portrait mode for them and so it's just it's just a bad design so i wish that the camera were on top but anyway other than that it's a it's a great ipad what's interesting is the ipad air yes has a single camera where the ipad pro has more cameras i don't care about that <laughs> um other, the the ipad air has touch id in its home sleep button and That's a first on the Apple products. I, the iP- iPad Pro only has Face ID, which is frustrating because often I will set my iPad Pro on my desk, but I it's it's kind of up under my screens. And so it's a little too far away, and I'll get a notification. I want to see what it is, and then it'll say your face is too far away. So then I have to lean in over my f- iPad, and nobody's in the office, but I still feel silly. Um, and then it'll it'll unlock and show me the notification. Whereas yeah, if for I that just reason, I don't it,
1: even bother to use the iPad at my desk.
0: Yeah, so if I could just touch that button. Oh, and and so often I'll be typing or something, and then it'll need to authenticate me for one password or something, and it'll say you're you're covering your camera. You need to change. And then, like if that camera were up on the top of well the top based on the orientation I always use it in. It would be fine, but it's not, and so I wish it were just – just wish it had Touch ID. I I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe the next iPad Pro will have Touch ID and Face ID. Like that's what my – honestly, Joe, my OnePlus 7T had both. It had an in-screen fingerprint reader, which worked as well or better than the fingerprint reader on my iPhone 6S, and it had Face ID. And it was great. It was fantastic. If one failed to work, I had the other. And and on my iPad, often, Face ID will fail. And so I'll have to type in my, I don't know. I'm just a little frustrated with the state of things. I could see
1: a future where on the Apple product lineup, it wouldn't happen in 2020 or 21, but I could see Apple moving their product lines to where you have the standard iPhone and the standard iPads with the Touch ID button. And then all of the pro line having the face ID and that kind of gives the customers the best of both worlds, depending on what their needs are. If you're yeah. concerned about your privacy for one reason or another, one way you got to go with the touch ID button and, you know, maybe not even use touch ID, but at least have you have that physical button and then you can put it in the screen, uh, the code on screen. That is what my brother does. Yeah. He's very concerned with his privacy. He doesn't even want to use the Touch ID. Now, grant you, I've told him it's in a secure enclave, and you don't have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, nobody things. has access to that. <laughs> but there are there is that option for the people who are concerned about that. And then on the other side, you do have the people wearing face masks that can't take advantage of Face ID anyway. So exactly, using an yes. iPad Pro right now has got to be pretty frustrating with the face masks. So
0: yeah well and and that was uh so obviously I was living through a lot of coronatide um with my uh face i d and my 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 one plus seventy which had face i d and fingerprint reader and when I would be out and about, um the fingerprint was amazing because uh I couldn't tell what my face was because I had the mask on, and yeah. there's various other times um it's just you know it can't see my face for whatever reason, so I just put my thumb right on the fingerprint sensor and it's it's great. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, I. I just wish that you know, going forward, all Apple's devices would have both. That would be great. Here's what's interesting too about the iPad Air is it has an A14 processor, whereas my iPad Pro only has an A12, A12Z, I think it is. So I, and, you didn't and it's get not, the
1: <laughs> iPad Pro this year. You got it 2018.
0: No, it's this year. Oh, is that okay. not? I'm pretty sure that's the A12Z. Um, I could be wrong on that. Uh, I'm sure it that if we have any yeah. listeners, they'll fact check us, but, um, pretty sure it's the a 12 Z and it's fine. I don't have any complaints with it. It's just the, it just, it's just the thing like the iPad air, which is the less expensive iPad now has a better processor than the iPad pro they're still selling. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's weird.
1: It is. And it, they only updated the iPad pros early this year, but it didn't get the state of the art processor. for the top of the line make you know that that's why it's weird is that the lower tier should get the best processor perhaps what they have in mind is that the ipad pro will soon get a little spec update on the website nice and quiet like for anyone who still wants to get that but it's still kind of a frustrating shame for all of the people who did upgrade to the ipad pro for the 2020 model not expecting them to do that kind of spec update just later in the same year
0: yeah it feels um in a in a strange kind of way this may be i don't know maybe overstating my pace case but it feels kind of punitive to those of us who were faithful to apple and bought their ipad pro earlier this year like i did
1: i'm just checking their website to see if i can find what processor is in these latest ipad pros
0: okay ipad pro this is real-time fact checking ipad pro processor uh you were right it is the a12z I thought it was. I'm I'm pretty good with tech, Joe. <laughs> mm. um, when I care about it, uh, yeah. Uh, it it's just it feels unnecessarily punitive. And look, I the iPad Pro is the first iPad that I've had. I bought it earlier this year. I finally felt like with the keyboard and trackpad support, official real trackpad support, that Apple was getting serious about making a good tablet computer. I had a Surface Pro. Uh, there were things that I liked about it. I actually still have it. I have tried to sell it, but it was that was right when coronavirus was ramping up, and so nobody was interested. Um, I need to try again. But uh, there also were frustrations with it, and in general, for my use of a tablet – like if I were going to be doing dev work, I couldn't use an iPad if I were going to do that on the tablet. But I don't, so it's fine, and for my use of the tablet, Apple definitely has a better tablet. So, um, yeah, there, there's that. And I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with my iPad pro. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just a little frustrated that Apple's like, Oh, our new iPad air, which you could have bought if you'd waited and is less expensive, has better features for you. Like, I don't care about the cameras. Uh, the touch ID is great. And the, um, the better processor is even great. And it's compatible with the, uh, magic keyboard, which I use all the time, which is great. So it's like, ah, I could have spent less money if I had waited. I guess that's what I get for buying early. I don't know. is Apple trying to train <laughs> no. me not to is Apple trying to train me to wait and wait and wait?
1: Yeah, I think that may be <laughs> well, but they already they already knew you were waiting for eternity before you got an apple watch, and then they you well, we got them with a series six so.
0: yeah well they they were going to have me with whatever Apple watch they announced, so um yeah, anyway,
1: I am pretty happy I, that they did. It, it you know you they really did update the iPad Air a whole lot and that that really does shine now so it it does resemble the iPad Pro it also can use the magic keyboard case like you said it supports the pencil 2 It has that new Touch ID home button. It does have the better processor. And all around, uh, like you said, if you don't care about the cameras as much as you do with the iPad Pro model, it really looks like a sweet spot. So I understand that the regular iPad is still appropriate for the education market, for younger children, people who don't need the the, – I want to say just the – The added niceties of the Apple Pencil 2, which I use on a regular basis, and I really like it, even just down to how it feels in my hand. It annoyed me to no end how the glossy, rounded body of the original pencil felt.
0: I, I want you to get out your tiny violin for me. I got the pencil with my iPad Pro. And... Uh, we went somewhere a couple months ago, my wife and I, for our anniversary, um, we found a safe place for us to go during Corona tide and, um, we went and I took just my iPad with me. And of course I took the pencil with me because, you know, it's secure on top of that iPad. Of course it is. It's fine. (laughs) And I don't know where it got lost, Joe, but it Uh... got lost and I miss it so much. And I'm just not willing to spend a hundred more dollars on that magic. Pencil right Ooh, now because I yeah. I didn't use it that much, but when I did, it was wonderful.
1: My brother um, did the same thing earlier this year. My big brother, he lost his Apple to Pencil too, and he loved it a lot. But he then also went from the original ipad pro to this year's ipad pro just about Mm. a month and a half ago and he was really debating whether or not he even wanted the new pencil because he didn't want to lose it like he previously (laughs) ran through i think he's lost two other apple pencils
0: yeah well that's the thing i'll just lose it again right which i'm not i don't usually lose things but this is different like because it's not something i keep in my pocket it's not something that's attached to my body it's attached to the ipad and I, you know, I know that Apple talks about how they made really strong magnets. You, you know that meme that where the, um, the guy says "Aliens," and it's from that History Channel show that's terrible. Um, I want one that says magnets, <laughs> only stronger magnets. <laughs> I just need, I need to make that meme. It's, the, the magnets aren't strong enough. They're, I, I was actually I, I should have known this would be a problem because I've definitely knocked that pencil off a time or two, and it's, it's, it needs to be much stronger.
1: Yeah, it, those are <sighs> playful magnets. They're not <laughs> yeah, serious magnets. Yeah.
0: They're Well, they're semi-serious. Like, they're stronger than you would think, but they're still just not strong enough to keep that thing, to keep the Apple Pencil from walking away.
1: Unlike <sighs> the magnets built into the Magic Keyboard case. Which oh, that are, thing's
0: solid. That thing's yes. sturdy. I'm so happy with that.
1: Good news all the way down for the Magic Keyboard case.
0: Yes. Joe, remember when I said that we wanted the show to be 40 to 50 minutes, I think it's time to wrap this thing up.
1: Uh, I, th- I think that we should divide the pilot into a two-parter somewhere in the middle because it's <laughs> no, more dramatic it. that way. Stop oh, it. Okay.
0: Stop it. <laughs> I think that's a show, Joe. We can we can move these. Yeah. Uh, we're still figuring out what hi-fi is going to be exactly, but we can move topics we wanted to talk about later in the show to the next show. That's a, We I knew think that's that we would we'll
1: have do. way more than we could possibly talk about for this week's episode, and we do want to ruminate on some of these ideas anyway. We did, these are just we're still gathering our first impressions from Apple's event, and I know we'll probably have a good deal of feedback, follow, or should to say, follow up for next week's episode, continuing yeah, the I, discussion I would, about the Apple event.
0: I would love it if we had feedback, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not vain. I don't know that anybody will actually listen to this. No, yeah. Nobody listens. Yeah. to this, Joe. If What's any of our it? friends are
1: listening and want to give us a shout out on Twitter and let us know what you think and if you had any thoughts, please share them because we may discuss them. If you have any questions, you do want us to discuss. For next week's episode, hey, put, throw them out there. You never know.
0: Yeah, well, if people want to tweet their questions to us, where should, where can they find you, Joe?
1: I am at JCS Darnell on Twitter, and those are my th- first three initials, JCS Darnell. That's just what my parents gave me yep, when well, there you go. I was born. They made my Twitter handle, and that's what it was, JCS Darnell. <laughs>
0: Well, I am TJ Draper Pro on Twitter. You can find the Night Owl Network on Twitter. If you want to follow that account, you can get notifications from all the shows. That's pretty much the only thing that goes out on that Twitter. That is Night Owl FM on Twitter. Uh, show notes for this episode where I've been I've been trying to keep up and keep stuff pasted in there uh, is going to uh, be at uh, nightowl.fm slash hi-fi. That's all one word, lowercase, hi-fi slash one because this is our first episode So that's where you will find the show notes for this episode. There's a few things in there, like the Apple event video, links to the Apple Watch Series 6, the uh, link bracelet that requires the blood of your firstborn. That's a favorite phrase of mine. Uh, The Apple Melanie's Loop, Apple Fitness Plus, and all all that stuff uh, you will find in the show notes. That is a show, Joe. Uh, We're going to try to make this weekly, so look for us next week.